Blog Talk Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is a call to all. You know it's like it rockets and I bust it through the door. Bring it to the ceiling and I'm opening up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against a wall. Blaze full fury from a sight unseen. Living on the podcast, it's your time three. Throwing up a jump for a greeting frenzy. It's a talking festival, waters of this ever easy. Time to lay the smack down, lay it on your back now. Focus on that moment when you bash it into round town. Competition tries to stay up for the last round. But we still a finish and we soaking up the live crowd. Turn it up loud and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we think them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Cage like a bitch, it's gonna hit you like plow, like plow. So listen up, so let you out with the MMA. Submissions is what you all been missing. All the latest news and the news come and give a listen. Steven breaks her high and low to give you something different. Get up on the fence and changing up your disposition. UFC and Bellasaurus gets to fix the fight. You're not in the conversation, get your game tight. Just make sure with the light is green, you don't get paid right. Every Thursday night from eight to ten, prepare up on your flight. When you call the sub, oh. we'll be knocking you down. Facing the sound, with the ground to pound. With the start on the head, with the kick in the crowd. When the calls are inbound, it's your boys, profound. The we game to what's down and grow rich now. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Welcome to Cape Town Submission. Welcome back, Fight Fans. You are listening to another episode of Cage Side Submissions. I'm your host, as always, Steve, being joined by the lovely Miss Nicole Bosco. Nicole, how are we doing this evening? Doing great today. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about just coming out in recent days, so I'm excited to get this going. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, the, the 30 minutes isn't going to do us justice to, to, tonight because there's just, there's just a lot, of, lot to talk about, different topics. Different mm-hmm. levels of, <laughs> of of the sport as well. So, um, you know, but, you know, we also have, have a, a fun show lined up on top of it all. all you know, we got uh, Al, Al going to be, be hopping on here. We got Ron Stallings, you know, c- coming off a of victory uh, here from, uh, you know, this this past weekend's uh, CES here, here in Philadelphia. Uh, Jimmy Rivera is going to be back on with us. And, you know, we also have some uh, some breaking announcements within the, the the last hour too. If if uh, if uh, the uh, yeah. the Twitter world is correct. Mhm. Yeah, she heard that so Cyborg and Nunes um, matching up. December 29th. I'm pretty. I was actually like surprised about that. I had a, I I didn't think that they were gonna get this together this late. I, I mean, I thought I knew. Yeah, and, and the UFC like wants it. Everybody wants it, but I just I didn't think that like it was gonna line up. You know, I thought no, I thought Nunes was gonna wind up fighting somebody else like Holly Holm or something, and Cyborg would wind up fighting somebody else. Um, 
with like the intention of of having to fight eventually, but then it like never was coming through. So I'm surprised. I'm glad it did. This is the one that needed to happen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at it, it's just it's just the one that needed to happen. You know, regardless of timing or whatever, just the way the landscape it works right now, kind of makes sense. You know, I didn't agree uh, with um, you know the potential of like the the, the TJ and Mighty Mouse thing. I, I don't I don't want to hear anything about freaking TJ and Rusa <laughs> Hudo either. So, um, I know. you know, this is, this is, this is the one that needs to happen when we're talking about, you know, the, the, these big fights, this one needs to happen. Um, um, we, we, we definitely need to see this Anderson Silva and, uh, and George St. Pierre thing. We need, we need to make that thing happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get the Diaz's, both of them in the cage before the end of the year. Uh, Nick needs to figure out whatever, whatever the hell he's going to do. I'm sure with everything going on, he needs to make a couple dollars. So um, yeah, I'm let's sure. make this thing happen. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, exactly. End of this year, like, you know, you know, let's make the end of this year good. You know, you know, you you want to sit there and say that you know uh, Dana White's coming out here saying that that you know after you know the ESPN deal now and everything that that the company's now worth you know seven billion dollars. So well, let's uh, let's start seeing in, in in the quality of these fights too. Yeah, not especially because like the done past it, couple like, cards haven't been selling out really well. Yeah, well, it's not just the the selling out; it's just also like the you know as much as they're putting promotion behind it, and as much as people love the sport and everything like that, it, I, I think that you know the UFC is kind of bit, uh, of uh, placated to their fans maybe a little bit too much in the past, and and you're starting to see them being like, oh well, who's fighting? Oh well, there's no one I know fighting. To the point that even I had a discussion today. Remember, you know, we we've been talking with MMA Pro League, and you know, we're we're going to be working on some things with them, and they're doing something. To the point where one of these newer YouTube shows wants up commenting on on a post I made, and sit there say, "Well, uh, they're you know who's fighting for them? There's somebody who's like, you know, you know, an average fighter, and and you know, he probably has you know five or six fights under his belt, and a, and a guy that has two fights under his belt. Who's the star? Why does it? Ha- why do we have to have stars for the fans to not just tune in, tune in, um, you know, on the television, but also to to you know show up to the arena? I think the the fans of the sport have kind of gotten spoiled because. Just about every time the fan gets their way, and that that doesn't necessarily make for a good thing. Don't don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, people have gotten comfortable with like these superstars, and they they kind of can get o- over with. Oh, I'm a big fan of the UFC, but are you really? Or are you just a fan of like Conor McGregor? Like you know, it gets to that point like the casual fan, is, like not even like a category. It's like diehard fan, casual fan, and they're like it should be something else, like McGregor fan. Like people that don't know any of these people, and and they won't watch the fight just because they don't know anybody. Like that, that's becoming too too much of the popular like population of fans. You know, over overpowering the like regular diehard fans that like would watch. Any any show, you know, stay up. People that stay up till dawn to watch like the fights in Japan. So. Uh, well, that's uh, you know, it, it's one of the things that you know we've talked about plenty of times. But I think uh, you know sometimes you should give the fans what they want. Obviously, they're the one paying for your product, but also you should you should you know 
you know, you tell them no enough, <laughs> you know, to to you know get get them in line. We can't we we can't have the way it's been. I, we can't. Not to the point where it's almost uh uh you know a detriment to what you're trying to overall do as a, as a you know I guess you you know a, you know more than a promotion it's a sport at this time right. Mhm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, I'm just saying, you know, you know what, what what's going on in the past few months? You're gonna have to show out the end of the year, you know. Yeah. That's what they're gonna yeah. have to do. You know, you're already lining it up with the with this with this big fight here, the uh the the end of the year in December. So, you know, we're starting to see some uh some more fun matchups kind of line up. Um, it uh, looks like Michael Chandler's gonna be staying in Bellator from what it looks like. What do you think about yeah. that? Did you uh? Did, were, were you hoping that there would possibly be a reunion of him and Eddie Alvarez in the UFC? Or does this move by Michael Chandler make Eddie say, you know what, maybe I could just go back to Bellator? Yeah, I think that's more likely. I mean, I didn't I didn't think that he was going to make the move to the UFC, but definitely could be seeing Eddie Alvarez making the move over to Bellator. I know he said he, he wanted to stay with the UFC, but Dana White didn't make it too too clear that he wanted him anymore. He was like basically like Here's whatever, thing. you know. Like Eddie Alvarez was supposed to be Dana's ticket into Philadelphia. He, that's his that's his Philly kid. Look at what they're doing with Paul Felder and can't tell me they're not already lining him up to kind of fill in those shoes where he wants. Same weight class. You know, Paul Paul has the you know the the the, the uh, arts degree background and also you know he's doing the stuff on the contender series and stuff like that. I, I, you know, I, I don't think that that Dana would be too upset if 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 he walked away, but I don't think they're going out of their way to keep him either. No, I don't think so either. Like I said, they, they got they got Paul there, they got the Philly boy there, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, over the next few years, you're, you're probably going to see uh, some more, um, you know, with. Uh, some of the, some of the stuff that happened with uh, you know Ring of Combat fights not lining up. You gotten some more of the these these guys who are on the fringe of going to the UFC. Who's now lined up for some more LFA fights. So wouldn't be surprised to see some of the some of the guys that are already here kind of starting to make their way over there. So like I said, it, there's always going to be uh, some new guys coming in. Eddie's a legend, granted, but uh, you know it's getting. It's getting to the thing where we know it's about dollar and cents anymore, and it's whether they can agree to terms and what do they think Eddie's worth at this point. Yeah, and even what you said about like new fighters coming in, they they just had to cut a whole bunch of fighters too because like everybody they signed to the contender series, and and now they're fighting. They're cutting guys that don't only fight like one time. Like you sign for one fight and then you're gone. Like. It's becoming the turnover is crazy unless you can really. I know, make but, but like, this is also situation. why we ask these questions. To, but this is also why the same reason why I ask these questions to these, to, to these fighters. You know, like the same thing I asked to guys like 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 you know Scott Heckman last week. You know, is is the UFC really the goal anymore? Because you know, it's just you know sometimes you have to give up a lot to to to, to make that dream come true, and then at the at the end of it, it just it, it leaves a sour taste in me. Dude, look at Matt Riddle. Look, there's dude. The guy was like, I think, with that, with the overset, the exception of his two overturned wins because of because of having marijuana in his system. The guy was four one in the UFC. He's cut, and now he's he's literally on the on the 
WWE's uh, doorstep right about now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, WWE it, is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because considering uh, you know you know Ronda Rousey becomes the uh, the champion now, and everyone and everyone oh, yeah. in, the, in social media is upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you didn't know right? this was, was gonna happen. Yeah, seriously. Like, come on. <laughs> they invested regardless <laughs> if you like her, the way she handles herself, the persona she 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 placates. Uh, you know, uh, when she's doing her role out there, if you like the way she wrestles, the girls are stars. They love her. Fans still still love her and want to see her. Obviously, they wouldn't be pushing her as much as they are right now. So, come on. Let it go, people. Y'all, y'all still upset for whatever reason. But I, I still, I still think uh, when everything's all said and done, that's where we're gonna see uh, Chris Cyborg versus Ronda Rousey. I'm telling you. <laughs> you think so? I don't know. I don't, it's the only way it's gonna happen at this point in time, and it needs oh, then, to happen. Yeah, even definitely. if it's fake. That's the only even way it's never gonna happen. I, don't I just care. don't think it's going to. We have to see it just for the, the uh, you know, at least at least if it's a, 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 you know, a Jedi mind trick and we see it, but we know, but it's not what we want. It's still the same. It's still we got to see it. But, what else do we have? Uh, the UFC using uh, uh, MMA manager Ali to basically, uh, you know. Uh, Use him as as a pawn to kind of say that uh, they're to restrict the public's vision of the financials between you know management, fighter, and promotion, etc. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I don't understand that whole situation. I like like briefly saw that, but I didn't like read the details. I have no idea what so that was all about. So they're trying to uh, find ways to you know oppress this this information. Of you know what the athletes make, citing that mm-hmm. you know you know they could be their, their family could be kidnapped in in these third world countries because of how much money they make and sit there stuff like that. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, talking really? about MMA fighters talking about this? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's I'm weird. like, uh, let's let, let's talk about you know you know baseball players who make you know. You know, on a decent year, half of these guys make like fifteen million dollars a year, and these are for some of their bench players. Millions. Why do these guys barely come home with hundreds of thousands? Oh my gosh, my brain is hurting just trying to compress this information. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, it's, you know, obviously, you know, I, I don't have to beat the drum here, but, you know, what mouth is it coming out of? And, you know, we obviously, uh, you know, have a certain uh, investigative journalist in MMA who, who is definitely making a point to, let, to, to find the heresy in the fact that Ali is basically being a character witness for the UFC, does not raise a red flag to these fighters or fans. Or MMA media? Are you, do we seriously have our are, are, are that scared of this guy? I can't get, I can't wrap my head around. Him. I can't. I guess if love he holds the cards. I do. I, I love these fighters, but gosh, man, can you be that blind? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Too much right. power, I guess. 
No one should have that much power, ever. I agree. I don't care, I don't care what aspect we're talking about. If we're talking about life, government, you know, even even what you what you feel is is your belief in life. I just should not have that much power. I'm sorry. Yep, I agree. I I still I'm still a firm believer of uh, self confidence and and self self belief is 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 the ultimate power any any one of us can hold. All right. But now we're still on. UFC hiatus, but we got bare knuckle boxing this weekend. Oh yeah, bare knuckle boxing back. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna see. Um, you know, Kendall Groves gonna be gonna be there. Uh, we're gonna see uh, Christine Ferrari is gonna be there. Um, obviously, uh, Beck Hyatt or or, or uh, Rollins, whatever you want you want to call her at this point in time, is yeah. going to be there as well. Um, it's gonna be fun. Um, you know, we're still seeing uh, 341 bare knuckle boxing promotions trying to open up at the same time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a new thing. Hot thing. <laughs> Jump on board. I mean, no, more and more uh, players are getting interested in it, so I mean. As long as these guys are, are being taken care of and, and it's being done right, sure, I don't care. You want to open another promotion? Fine, whatever. <laughs> this is the beauty part about, about being in America, right? I think it's like a hot trend. Like I don't think it's going to last for years and years, but for right now, people like it, so why not? I mean... You see that all the time with them, no matter what it is. Like if If it becomes like a little trendy, there's like you know, it blows up. Everybody wants a part of it, so who knows if it has staying power? That's the only thing, which I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry to say. I, I hope it does stick around. Yeah, I, you know, not, ain't nothing wrong with with a with, with a with a bare, with a bare knuckle fight every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you do have to question the the, the longevity of it just because how fickle people are, without a doubt. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully at least one of them sticks around, and and you know we could still have it <laughs> at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So what what else is on your mind in the world of MMA? Uh, you know, Dana oh. White backs uh, uh, Donald Trump, says he'll never say anything <laughs> bad about him because of the prior history. Yeah, do, do we even want to touch that no. one? Do we no. even want to touch that one? Who cares? No. <laughs> 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 Nicole's like, nope, nope, don't want no parts of that. Not touching it with a ten foot pole. Nope. No thank yous. Let's nope. move on. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. How about that Bellator card? You can talk about uh, Ricky Madejas over there making a name for himself in his first yeah, Bellator fight. Man. That was pretty awesome. Know, I, I've had had Ricky on in the past. You know, Ricky's had to listen to this freaking kid shoot off at his gums for the better part of freaking three months, sending him videos, doing all kinds of stuff. Gets it like literally damn their nose to nose to him before the fight, and and Ricky one two threes and puts this kid's lights out and you know yeah. d- d- did a little uh, did a little uh, screaming in, in his face while while the referee is uh, you know ten- tending to uh, Mr. Gallagher there and then the top top it all off, freaking Hawini puts both of them on the freaking show afterwards and still sitting sitting there stroking this kid's ego man I can't I can't with this guy anymore. 
Oh, I know. I know. Everybody's I can't like, oh, anymore. oh, poor, you know, you know, he's such a young kid, whatever. It's like, what? Who cares? It's that's the name of the game. At almost oh, every fighter does that trash talk, and then if you lose, like what? Yeah, you want to you yeah, have crow at some point in time? Oh yeah. God, remember, remember, remember Rashad Evans and uh, Leota Machida. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, Rashad was just so. So, you know, uh, dismissive of Leota was even, like, running his mouth, jiggling his shoulders, putting his chin out, and then Leota winds up, you know, uh, turning uh, Rashad into one of the greatest memes of all time. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. besides the point. Every once in a while, you run your mouth, you you, you, you get a guy who pops you on the chin, and, and you know, you, you wake up with the smell and salt of the lights in your face, and, and you just kind of be like, damn, I'm going to have to freaking chew on that. But then you have these other media members that are just still sitting there making this guy, you know, sitting there saying, like, you know, he still smells like roses. I'm like, this is not how fighters learn. You're, you are going to ruin that fighter at this point in time. I mean, hell, we've even came out to the point now where um, um, Nagano's coach has come out and said Dana was right about uh, um, how Francis' egos was. So, you know... You do know, like fans can can also have have just about as bad of effect as as you know uh, a bad family member in in in, in an athlete's ear. So it, it it all comes around and plays around at some point in time. Yeah, it's, a lot of it's in the head, you know. So. I how many times we talk about that on on the show? I, 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 I beat know. that drum so hard, man. I don't know how how much harder I got to beat it, yo. This we should get what like a I sports psychologist this. on here to talk to us about like the mental side. That'd be like really interesting. Uh, I, I need to. We we need to talk to Bass again. He just had a book come in. I want, I want to see if we can uh if we if we can get uh if we can get him on there because uh, I mean he's always just a fun guy to talk to as it is anyways. Nice. That'd be cool. Do we want to quickly talk to about with... the tickets we're gonna give away? Gonna give away I thought we were going to do that on social media. You, 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 you tried to just bust it we out there, man, but you already put it in. We can mention it. We're mentioning <laughs> right, that we're going to give away right. on social media. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're well, going to give tickets away so on social we've media. Been, uh, and... We've been teasing this for, for for about a week now or so. You know, we knew this was uh, in the pipelines, in the work, but, you know, already just kind of mentioned the MMA Pro League. They're going to be making their inaugural event, kind of bringing back this whole uh, kind of a, an LFL, uh, you know, uh, LFL feel to it, to um, you know the the team concept. Um, you know, uh, we had Mark on here in the past. He reached out to us, wanted to do, uh, want us to, to to you know help us out with uh, with some more uh, media with them. We're also going to be helping them out. Um, we're going to be doing a uh, a ticket giveaway via social media. You know, me and Nicole are going to you know send out the tweet. We're going to use a hashtag to track it. Um, basically, you know, the more times you, you, you use that hashtag, I, I don't care if it's, if it's related to the, uh, you know, uh, to whatever it's related to it, you know, use that hashtag. That's how we're going to track your entries is how many times you use that, you use that hashtag, but, uh, two tickets to the September 15th event, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, there is going to be a pre-event uh, meet and greet with the both teams' coaches, Mr. Dan Miller, Mr. Daniel Gracie. So whoever wins those tickets is gonna, you know, have a meet with them. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully these, uh, the, you know, uh, 
pro fight leagues, you know, has a little like gift bag for them or something, you know, you know, something for the event would be a, would be kind of a cool thing for them to do. We'll see how that all yeah. plays out. But um, I think uh, Friday, I think Friday we'll, we'll, we'll have the hashtag and everything laid out and have everything discussed with, uh, with uh, pro fight league. And yeah, so we're going to be doing a, a ticket giveaway. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, stay tuned to, to, you know, our, our social media accounts, both the CSSR radio on Twitter, both, uh, you know, Nikki, uh, Nikki boss on, on her Twitter and also our, um, our Facebook and Instagram pages. We will be uh, posting about it, letting you guys know, you know, best of luck to the yeah. winner. I, you know, I, I hope you guys have fun. You know, obviously you're going to be able to uh, run into Nicole there at the event. She's going to be uh media row. If I, if uh, memory serves me correct. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. And and you know you know looking forward to this. Like I said, you know had a little uh, little conversation with uh, some of these new media little kids uh, today. You know, kind of downplaying the fact that you know even things me and you talked about. Just you know, not, not a whole people know a lot about uh, everyone who's going to be on, be on the card. Not really big names, but you know even you know when when they had the. Uh, the International Fight League days, when when they had those team of things, you didn't really know a whole lot of people. I think there, there's maybe a handful of people that wind up coming out of those shows that were big superstars. But I mean, from from any one team, but there was at least you know one per team that eventually wound up becoming a big star, whether it was you know Rory Nelson or whoever. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about and they're gonna, it. I, I like MMA Pro League is going to have a lot of content but, but coming up beforehand, like videos, videos of the fighters and everything. So you'll get to know them as they go along. Yeah, I know you're going to get to know them, but who are you know, no, some, no, like someone to sit there and say that that these kids don't deserve that that platform, regardless if if if, if these are legitimate, you know, 21, 22, 24 year old kids, or even you know, grown men who you know who you know you know have been away from the sport for whatever reason, you know, life or or they just haven't had the right opportunity, but they've been they've been in the gym, they just haven't really been looking for fights, and they get this opportunity to. You know, be be a part of uh, of this concept that is also gonna you know give you a spotlight. Who are we to sit there and say that that somebody who's zero and one doesn't deserve that spotlight as much as you know some other guy who who maybe is more well known? This is this is the problem with not only media but 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 fans is they they think that you have to attach yourself to an event just because a star is gonna be at that event. They don't all start off as stars. I remember you being know at regional shows, like the second or third guy fighting the show, uh, you know, uh, you know, eventually made it to the point where they've, you know, been on, been a, you know, the the, the top guy on on the fight poster, and you know, made it to, you know, uh, some of these larger promotions. It, you know, they all start somewhere. You can't always sit there and say, oh, well, they doesn't have anyone I know, so I'm not, you know, I'm not really too enthusiastic about that. But those are some of the ones that mm-hmm. best play out for, well for the UFC when it comes to excitement value of the event, period. And anyone who's saying, like, oh, these people don't deserve the spotlight, but um, Mark Tappet was telling us when he was on the show with us, remember, that they're going to have, like, tryouts for the teams and everything. So, like, if you think that those guys don't deserve it for some reason, go ahead and try out. They're going to have, like, uh, American Idol, right? Remember that's what he said? They're going to have, like, <laughs> yeah, American yeah, yeah. Idol tryouts. Go ahead. Do you think you could do better? Go ahead. Go try out. 
And you know how it is on social media. The, the, the same knucklehead that'll say something like that or would, uh, you know, cower or put his chin down as soon as someone calls him out for it. Oh, of course. Like, hey, dude, I got, I got some wrestling shoes and uh, some basketball shorts. Let's go, man. Let's, let's line you up and see what's good. And then you just <laughs> see them do the Homer Simpson and just fade back into the crowd, <laughs> a.k.a. the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm just saying that those are the same guys. Oh yeah. I'm not course. saying he's entitled to that. He, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but when your when your opinion is totally totally whacked and then you're judging something before you even see the first event go down. Now, if we're talking, you know, there are two three two three three events into it, and you know they just don't have that pop. Sure, you could say something like that, but before the inaugural event, you pop off the mouth like that. I can't stand people like that, man. <laughs> There's just those yeah. negative Nancys in the world. It's just we need to rid ourselves of them. <laughs> oh yes, it's too many, too many to count on Twitter. Like Twitter was the worst thing for those people. Like oh hey, now I have a big platform to complain about. I just block those people. I'm like you're gonna complain the whole time. Bye. <laughs> Not listening to it. I just have fun with them, especially because when you know they're wrong and you just want to see see the the the, the totally off the wall responses they come up with. There's like the same people that are like like getting on Rachel about about uh you know uh, starting a GoFundMe to try to get the surgery to have the uh, the breast prints. Like, oh well, well you're the one that put it in your body. You should have freaking known better. Those are those guys. <laughs> yeah. The ones that are just always gonna find the negative aspect of anything and just try to argue it, no matter how ridiculous you make yourself sound. Nobody's perfect, so before you point your finger well, no, and look at yourself, no. that's what I always think. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You know, you know, there's areas close, of life that no. Cool. <laughs> 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 I love you, Nicole. <laughs> well, you're a mom, so I mean, you, you have to be most of the time. I got, you know. True. I don't think, Very true. I don't think they give you enough credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else we got? We got uh, we got about a minute or so before um, Mr. Sterling is supposed to call in. What about uh, Yoel Romero is saying he can't fight in New York now after they the, the fight was official. The UFC announced it, and now all of a sudden he's saying he can't fight that day or that soon. Weird. Should I get out my violin? Do you think that would have been? Yeah, I mean, do you think they would have like figured that out beforehand though? That's that's the weird part is that they but it's the not UFC the first just announced time they've done something like that. It's not the first time they've done something like that, like miscommunicated with, uh, you know, either management, fighter, or whatever, and announced the fight and not um, not realize that one or or the other has, uh, you know, issues as far <laughs> as, um, yeah. you know, but injuries or whatnot. You know what's good about that, though, is uh, Paulo Costa saying he'll wait. So that's good. Like, I really want to see that fight. So it's like, it's not like he's like, oh, I just want to be on the New York card. I'm going to fight whoever, like, give me somebody else. He's like, he's like, I want that fight. I'm willing to wait for it. And that's, you know, I give him props for that because I think that's really cool. Hey, man, you know, some people know, know the, the values of waiting the fight. We, we've seen it happen before. We, I, you know, I remember in the past, we've even seen it where, where guys like get get those number one contender spots, and they'd sit down there and they'd wait, you know, eight months, nine months for whoever's next to to uh, to get healthy. 
Yeah, but you also, um, I guess Chris Weidman is fighting Luke Rockhold on that card. So I mean, if he wanted to, he can like kind of like maybe fill in. Yeah, you that, know, that, that's out. where I think it's it like out within, Well, it could be. I don't know when Yoel said he'd be ready to come back, not until like a while. So if if one of those two fighters like say falls out like a couple weeks before or something like that, then maybe like you can do some shuffling around. So that's like the only kind of good like upside to it. And there looks like there's Mr. Sterling. Azamane, my friend, how we doing tonight? Hey, how's it going? Hey uh, there. We're doing, we're doing excellent. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep, we can yes, hear you fine. Yes. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, no problem. Doing all right. Just got home pretty much from the gym. <laughs> Yeah, it's only a couple lot, weeks left, now. What's, what's that? So only a couple weeks left, so yeah, you gotta be, you're probably in the gym a lot now. <laughs> yeah, last uh, two and a half weeks, putting in these uh, couple more hours, grinding, and uh, get ready to try to put on a show. That's the that's game plan, at least. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Great card to be on. I feel like this card is like one of the best ones in a while. So the whole thing from top to bottom. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of lot of name value. It's gonna be a. I think uh, adding a little bit of funk math special is gonna make it even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I've been. I what if your uh, your funk chronicles is that what it's called i was watching a couple of those today fun stuff you, you look like you're having a fun time yeah having a fun time working hard though it's uh yeah try to try to have as much fun as you can while you're training to to make it somewhat enjoyable you know training is fun but you know you could you can only push yourself to a certain limit before it starts you start kind of slacking a little bit or it starts not becoming as fun when you're starting to get fatigued and tired. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's good to have guys around you that can keep the keep the energy high and just keep uh, keep pushing you. I think that's a, it makes for a great atmosphere just to be around for training overall. It's true. I mean, you don't want to be, like, so robotic about it. Like, you have to cut weight and everything. I'm assuming that can get difficult. So at least having, like, you know, friends around and having a little bit of fun keeps it light, keep your mind off of the bad stuff. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so uh, what do you, you – you and Cody Steeman had a little bit of uh, words on social media and stuff like that going into the fight. Is there, like, bad blood? Is there going to be, like, uh, any kind of animosity fight week or anything? Or are you just kind of, like – going to do your own thing? Uh, I'm just, honestly, I'm just focused on myself right now. Uh, I think uh, he was trying to bark up the, bark up the tree to get a fight. And um, this is the second, second guy, you know, it's, it's such a weird thing. I guess the UFC is looking for somebody to uh, keep the rest of the bantamweights in line, the lower-ranked bantamweights. And uh, I guess I'm the guy to do it. So I'm dipping back into the lower ranks, keep these guys in check, and then moving back forward to uh, bigger and better things. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, too, because, like, I mean, we all know that the rankings 
you take them for what they are, you know, like the UFC is not going to follow them to a tape. But then when you get into like the middle of the top 10, let's say, you're kind of put in a weird position because I know you have been calling for like uh, Dominic Cruz and like people towards the, you know, one, two and three. But then it's like if they're not answering you, if, if no one's paying attention to you, if you're not getting those fights, then it's like you kind of have to look elsewhere. And it's like kind of it's kind of like once you get to the more towards the top, like I would say like Dominic Cruz or like even TJ, they're not really looking at the immediate content. Like they're not looking at the four, five, six guys. They're only just like one track mind. Does that get frustrating to you? Like you keep calling for these guys and they're just like, no, I only want title. I only want title. Yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent. I I get Dominic Cruz's stance in terms of what he's done for the division, um, how he's helped build the division. You know, just making it a more, I guess, fan friendly and more notable division, just because of his style and just the way he's done everything, and just the way he talks and carries himself. You know, but I can't take anything away from that. But at the same time, um, we're all here trying to make our own story. You know, and uh. I want to create my own legacy. So if a, if a guy like Dominic Cruz is who I need to beat and take out, that's, that's the way it's got to be. I think everyone's got to fight and keep their place in line. And when you have a guy who hasn't fought in almost two years, in December it's going to be two years, I, I don't necessarily think even after all he's done that necessarily warrants that he should automatically get the next title shot and not have to fight to, to, to keep his number one contender I mean, he got decimated. I don't mean, even say that. He got he got outclassed by Cody Garbrandt, and Cody Garbrandt just got outclassed twice in a row now by TJ. So uh, I think uh, I think everyone's closer to neck and neck, and I think he he should have to earn his spot just like everybody else. Otherwise, we're never gonna have the the, the guys ranked in the middle of the pack are never gonna get an opportunity to fight for the belt. Right. Now, shouldn't he have That's to a- fight? For, shouldn't he? Shouldn't he have to fight somebody like like Marlon or somebody like that? That's that's what I think. I mean, Marlon. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong. I love that. I love Dominic, but he has to he has to fight somebody. Somebody. I agree. I definitely agree. I think uh, that's the only way to keep the division moving. I mean, you can't have a logjam of all the top top contenders. I I, I get what he's well, trying I mean, to do, and I think he's avoiding a tough fight. I think he's trying to let. Um, Marlon fight another tough fight, and he's trying to skip the line just to go straight to the title while we contenders take each other out. I think that's that's, that's his game plan. You know, he's, it's a smart one, but it sucks for everybody else in the division. We're fighting the tough fight. I mean, but if you, but the problem is, is you look at right across the board that it almost like happens like that across the board that you know there's always you know one or two guys in each division that kind of. When they get to those ranking spots, it's like they, they, they wait out and trying to, you know, wait for somebody to either get knocked off or an injury to kind of slide in to, to, to you know, get either the matchup they want or the fight they want. Yeah. And uh, you're playing the game. You're playing almost like the timeline game. You're hoping someone gets hurt or you're hoping another guy gets matched up with the other guy. And you're like, all right, now that I'm the only option left. Dominic Cruz was open on the table and – I won my last fight and I called him out. You know, if I could, if I could change it, maybe I call Jimmy Rivera instead. But it's kind of like, what are we doing here? We're just gonna keep avoiding each other. I don't know. I I, I just want to fight the top guys. These guys are supposed to be the best guys in the world. And at the end of the day, that's, well, that's what I mean. I mean for I fight these guys. You, 
you you just said it. You, you know, you probably should have. You know, you probably should have when it boils down to it. But you know, uh, you know, we're about to have have Jimmy on, and and if Dominic continues to play that game, is that is, and if you're both victorious, is that something that that uh, that you would uh, you would ask for? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it doesn't seem like Cruz is looking to pony up and uh, fight any day now, at least against any of us. It seems like he just wants to. He got hurt, and then. He immediately took that chance to say, "No, nah, guess what? I'm fighting for the title next." You know, like a little fucking, I don't know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it sounds like uh, the way he's going about things is start, starting to, uh, you know, uh, get under your skin like there a little bit, my man. And I don't blame you, man, because I, you know, it, it, it's about politics in this game sometimes, and it's sometimes it's not about what you do. It's about it's about you know what leverage you can pull and who you know and. You know, it sucks, and I don't think it should work that way. It's something that I would hope changes uh, the way this this sport or promotion is run over the next 10 years or so. But, you know, God bless you guys, man, because I don't know if I'd be able to hold my tongue or, or act professional in that type of manner know, knowing that, that this type of stuff goes on. It, it just drives me nuts. I love you guys. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's, it's really crazy, man. It's really all politics, and it's, what have you done for me lately, so – Jimmy and I are both in the same boat, you know. We, granted, we both win, but then we get to be the next guy to lock it up after his last loss, you know. And the same way, mine, mine did two fights ago. And I tell him I still hope to, that we could settle our settle our score, the battle of the East Coast, and uh, finally get the matchup going that we've been that was supposed to happen for a while now. You know, we both were CFFC champs. And my thing, man, I yeah. call Cruz, but at the end of the day, people can say, "Oh, I should have called out somebody lower ranked." But at the end of the day, everybody was booked. Aim for the stars, ain't it? That's what the sport's about. Yeah, but everybody was booked anyway. Cruz was the only person who wasn't booked, and that's why I called him out. It made the perfect. I think it made the most sense, being that that was the only logical guy. I wasn't looking backwards. I was looking forward. Sometimes you need you need to be uh, that that guy Cade side after one of those wins to just sit there and. uh, you know, with a bullhorn, is just start sh- shouting out some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I mean, hey, I mean, I, I think, think that would, would be more effective. <laughs> and maybe I need to get on the mic and say I want to fight Brock Lesnar or something like that next. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I, know, he, he, like I don't know if you've seen him after out, SummerSlam. People. He looked a little deflated. He looked a little deflated <laughs> after SummerSlam. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, man. I think uh, I think uh, Usada is catching up to him. <laughs> the Usada cycle. It's the Usada right, cycle. Man. It, it, I don't think it mattered either way. Juiced up, not juiced up. I thought DC was gonna was, was gonna throw him around like a rag doll, man. I mean, dude, he, oh, yeah. he uh, the, some of those some of those wrestling throws that that he was able to hit on, like uh, the one he hit on Josh Barnett to this day, just amazes me. Josh Barnett, what about him? No, the the, well, the DC takedown when he fought him, uh, I think I think it was like the second round. He just the way he just picked up and ragged all Josh Barnett. I just I don't know, man. Oh yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. see. I just don't see any way if if that matchup does happen that that Daniel Cormier is going to lose that fight. He's the better wrestler. I I believe he's the better striker as well. The only thing Brock might have is strength, but you know that's something I think DC yeah. always finds a way to overcome. I think he's too slow. He's big. He's slow. Um, I'm not saying he, he's still a great wrestler, but he has to get his handle on DC first, who 
is not going to be an easy guy to get down. DC has beaten everybody at heavyweight so far. It's, it's, honestly, it's mind-blowing because he's really a small, undersized guy. But he finds a way, picks these guys up, and launches them through the air, and he makes it look like he's bigger than them. I don't know. It's like Davey versus Goliath. And he, and he rocks the dad bod, which makes everyone even angrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, you know, you got this fight lined up lined up now. It looks like, you know, you might not have to, you, you, if you get it lined up again, it either might be, uh, you know, December, January, uh, uh, you know, m- maybe you get a late replacement. The, the, does that, like, uh, do you like having the um, – you know the uh, I guess the holiday season off or, or or training like like I know it's you know sometimes fighters try to work work around that because you know daily life is uh is, is hard enough to manage on top of being a fighter. Yeah, I mean it'd be cool. I think last year I kind of rushed everything, especially with my opponent Ronnie Yaya when he got hurt, and I just wanted to stay on the card for Fresno and and then uh, I had four fights last year. I didn't really care about the whole Christmas time and all that. I just wanted to get a four fight in because I was looking to buy a house. And, you know, I just really wanted to get my life moving forward. You know, I've been in this sport for a while now. I've been in the UFC for a while now. And it's kind of crazy that I'm just now finally able to afford to buy a house. It's really mind-blowing. You would think after 10 fights, I would have been able to do this a long time ago. But um, that's the reality of the sport yeah, that we're in. And, the way things are right well, now, so I'm just trying to stay busy. I want to stay busy. Now that's the other thing about that too, man. Like with everything else that's going on right now, like uh, like the report I just seen where where Ali's basically sitting there saying that your guys' financials should be restricted. You, you know, if you guys go to other countries, you're gonna get kidnapped and your family's gonna be targeted and this, that, and the third. Like when you see stuff like that, does that just kind of like? creep you out, make you want to stay away from guys like that. Like, like I know Ali has this great reputation with a lot of his fighters and, and, and he, he's, he, he gets his, he, he, he bends over backwards for his guys or whatever. But when I see something like that, it, it, it bothers me because, you know, you guys, you guys don't get enough. Ali. Ali apparently being a, is being a character key witness for the U.S. I think, um, um, who, uh, who reported about that? I think uh, I seen it on um, Crookland's page earlier from Bloody Elbow. Let me see. He's just trying to protect the people that are making a lot of money. He doesn't care about the people that are making, you know. Yeah, but he doesn't care about the people who are making peasant money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here it is. Um, it says, at UFC lawsuit, kidnapping extortion manager gives a bizarre reason to keep fighter pay private. Seems Ali is, is, is went to bat for the UFC instead of fighters during a recent declaration. One point's be, being uh, argued do, during the ongoing lawsuit, the UFC, whether or not fighters' contracts are used in case, would be sealed publicly. Interestingly enough, UFC managed to get one of the more well-known managers in the industry to go to bat for them instead of the athletes. Document obtained by Bloody Elbow. Paul Giff manager Ali had declarations stated that if contact information went public, it would hurt fighters somehow, give promoters the strategic advantage during the uh, negotiations if that wasn't counterintuitive and bizarre enough. Also, gay fighters being at risk of kidnapping extortion schemes, reasons for this information to be kept, to kept from the public. 
and it goes on to the you know the you know the declaration he gave that the court and everything like that. So let me so let me so let me ask you this: Are NFL players uh, earning not just NFL like even crazier? You know, like uh, soccer players get get paid crazy amounts of money uh, uh, overseas. Yeah, right. More so, more so than than any of you guys do. Not just that, and yes, like those cases do happen here and there. Like you've heard of, like uh, uh, Venezuela baseball players, like stuff stuff would happen and stuff like that. But those are baseball players where where they get you know you know you know fifteen to one hundred fifty two hundred fifty million dollars a season. And you, and you guys think they're are worried getting... about a couple hundred thousand dollars? Man, I'm <laughs> yes, just saying that that. When I see something like that, that just it, it creeps me out even more, man. It's just, uh Yeah, I, I don't know what Ali is talking about. At the end of the day, like I think we're all smart enough to realize that we're not getting paid anywhere near NBA athletes, NFL athletes, MLB athletes, MLS athletes. I don't know what he's talking about. I guess all these athletes around the world are subject to getting kidnapped because. Over us, We're, at least we can fight and defend ourselves. You're telling me these guys are going to be afraid of <laughs> yeah, these right. athletes who take over and throw their hands? You think that me? I mean, I've seen. I get where where he sort of comes from because it's not like it doesn't happen. Like, didn't um, Shogun get like stuck up and robbed at gunpoint and stripped in Brazil? It's well, happened, I'm sure it's not happens like to people, but it's not like no, something you have to worry about. Like, really, like it's not like it's. It's, it's like when your like grandma tells so you a scary common. story about being kidnapped or something. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think kidnappers are worried about the guys who are making a lot less than the the superstars who are making a lot. You know, they're making real money. I don't think they're worried about the guys who can actually defend themselves and put up a fight. But here's the thing. And actually, really, yeah, here's, here's I, the other side get, of that. I, is it? I, I get, the other side yeah, of that. I get now. where Ali's coming from. Was that? Yeah. Good. Would you I'm like? just saying at the end of it. The guys that, 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 that get paid that amount of money to, to, to be able to be involved in a scheme like that to pay for security at the end of the day. So yeah. I, I think that, that that whole statement is counterintuitive, and if I was the guy that was under his management, me and him would be having a very serious phone conversation right about now. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know. I think if the, if the fighters know what each other are making – I think it kind of gives us more bargaining power to know what we can actually, we can kind of, we have something to compare ourselves to. You know, we don't have numbers of the events and how the live events do. So it makes it very tough for us to say, well, our viewership was X amount. So we bring this many eyeballs to the table. This is a very tough argument to make when you have no actual factual data to go by. You know what I mean? And it's just to hide the purses would just make everything completely be, on the on the you know it would just be hidden. Everything would just be a a big question mark. I don't I can't see I can't see the logic behind that at all. I don't think a lot of people either. It's a, it's a troubling, sticking subject, and I just hope when everything's said and done, you guys have a collective bargaining agreement that looks a lot like what the NBA has, where you know you guys are 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 the main commodity, not not the owner yeah. or in this case the promoter. I hope so, man. I, uh, I'm trying, you know. At the end of the day, I'm putting in my time. I'm putting <laughs> yeah, no, my time. I'm doing like, everything I, I outside, don't think, of, outside of this. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand it that that are not involved in the combat sports community. It's just I, I think there is, you know, ignorance is bliss in that case. 
But you know, I mean, that, that's what why I ultimately hope, you know, for 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 the UFC fighters, for MMA fighters in general, is that that it's something to that effect. It, it just it, it cannot continue to stay the status quo. Uh, I think the biggest problem is is that you know uh, you know fighters in general, you guys need those the, those bigger those bigger name guys to actually care about you guys to to, to stand up with you enough to, for to to make a change. It just it sucks, man, that that it has to go this way. But you know, we're hopefully uh, approaching a point of change, and this will be all become uh, a moot point uh, in in the coming years. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully something changes. At the end of the day, I just got to keep doing my job, kicking ass, and uh, those pays, I guess, what we're getting now in this day and age will uh, keep coming. And, man, hopefully they keep getting bigger and things keep getting better for, for the, uh, you know, you know the, the athletes in general. So, um, other than that, it's just, uh, you know, exactly what you said, man, just keep, keep doing what you're doing. You know, uh, the only thing you can take care of is the uh, the name on the contract and the person across the cage from you. So, you know, you, you know, you're you're one of these guys that 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 are you know you, you've uh, you've earned your spot here. It's just a matter of time before you you get the break you need here. Get a get a couple wins together, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be bringing some more gold back there to uh, to to Long Island. There is uh, you know, and you know. You, being on this Texas card, you just missed out on on the next New York event. Is uh, as they're starting to fill up uh, with the 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 uh, two thirty event there. Yeah, maybe yeah, a yeah. quick so, turnaround if all goes well. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. I mean, if it, yeah. you know, if uh, you know, if things go go the go the way you want, and uh, you know, uh, you know, C- Cody uh, makes a mistake and uh, it's a quick night for you, then you know, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that the Funk Master is definitely going to put a stamp on it and say, "Guess what? You know, I'm, I'm making a quick turnaround. Give me somebody. Give me somebody <laughs> yeah. small, big. Yeah. I don't care. Just give me a fish to eat." Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know, Algernon, I wanted to ask you this one thing. Um, I know this doesn't really per- affect you per se, being in the lighter division, but what do you, what are your thoughts on them adding more divisions? I know it's been like a pretty hot topic among fighters, and you know, people are really like pushing for like you know adding some more divisions like every ten pounds or something like that. What do you what do you think about that? I do. I think uh I think it's a great idea. Um I don't I think if you add one or two more. I think uh it should definitely be at least a ten pound increment increase. I think uh you go from fifty five to seventy. That's a big gap, and that's where the majority of the people in this world are. The average man size is around that size. You so to to have them to to have them with such a huge gap to make weight and jumping divisions is, I think, it's a little unfair. For them, for me to go down or for me to go up, it's just ten pounds. For them to go down or for them to go up, it's fifteen pounds. That's a, it's a big difference. Yeah, you're talking about giving up a fifteen pound advantage when somebody else is coming down probably thirty pounds, thirty five pounds, and then trying to go down, you're trying to deplete yourself even more. It's uh Double-edged sword with that 15-pound gap, I think. But um, I think you had a 65-pound division and a 95, and I think we're golden. Mhm. Now, I, I, you know, another thing I, I was, you know, I've been hearing about, and I thought that, you know, maybe should be implemented is that instead of, you know, you guys weighing in the day before the day of, that you guys get to fight more at your more comfortable weight, 
and your weigh-in is during the fight camp itself, not the actual fight. Um, yeah, you're talking about the weight. That you, you're talking about your weight on fight night. They would have to be like, yeah, like, like, it, like, 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 but like yeah. your your weight is, is monitored throughout the camp. Instead Good of with you, know, you guys have to go in and <laughs> yeah, be exactly what to keep track of. I mean, it's a lot to keep track of. I don't know if they'd even want to. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's about the weight technology here. Like you know, you could just do uh, you could just do a, a video call with with the athletic commission and boom, you know, my weight's this. Okay, have a nice day, and then that's the end of that. I think the UFC, like, the saddest part is, like, not really even, like, the fighter safety is one thing, but, like, having more belts to, like, give, to give out is, like, another reason why they'd <laughs> want to give more weight classes. It's true. Like, you know, like, they're already, like, cutting themselves a little bit thin with, like, having all these super fights, and now, like, you know, one champion's holding two belts is, like, kind of, like, taking up a lot of the divisions. And even now, uh, Azerman, what do you think about, like, T- uh, TJ saying that now he wants to fight Henry Cejudo, which... I think that makes no sense whatsoever. And they're just going to hold up two more divisions. And now they just announced Chris Cyborg's fighting Amanda Nunes. That's going to hold up two more divisions. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What do you What do you think about all these super fights? Yeah, I think they're out of their brain. I, they're, they're out of their minds. They are out of their bird to to <laughs> there's contenders in this division that need to be fought. <laughs> so. We need to take care of our division first before we start talking about moving down a weight class. What are you, ta- what are you talking about? You still have work to do. There's always yeah, work This division is one of the hottest ranks. I mean, here's the thing. I, I think they're trying to say TJ's body of work, that he has shown that, that he is the, the uh, you know, a top championship quality guy and that he, should, that he should be able to take these fights. No. You were on a run. Lost you lost it. You just beat you just beat the same guy twice, beat you no know, one, two, two, maybe three more contenders, and then you can start talking about the, these other fantasy fights that you want to have. You know what I think it's yeah. worse though. Like obviously, you just were talking about the bantamweight division, how it's like clogged at the top, and like we finally need to get some of these contenders in. But it's way worse for flyweight because finally, I mean, I love Demetrius Johnson. I would have been happy to see him never lose. But like finally, there's a new champion like you now you can start sending these top guys back up there again like you know joseph benavides has fought down um dj twice now he finally gets another chance at somebody else so you have like fresh blood why would you tie it up with like having tj fight henry that like that is like the dumbest thing for both divisions yeah i agree i hope they don't do that i really i really do hope they don't do that the only super fight I'm interested in is Anderson Silva and George St. Pierre. Stop messing around and give me a goddamn super <laughs> fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm with you. I mean, you can't tell me that's the only super fight you want to see the rest of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down for that. That's really it. Honestly, there's enough guys, contenders in every single division to make compelling fights. There's, I don't know. All this other super fight stuff is getting a little dry. It's getting a little played out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, then, you know, the, and you're hearing ever of these knuckleheads running around sitting there calling themselves the champ champ, and that stuff's getting on my nerves, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love it that, that some of these guys are able to pick up two belts and, and 
No, that's all fine and dandy. As long as you can can, can consistently defend those two belts are the only time that I actually care about it. Cause, you know, I'm one of these guys that, you know, you're, you know, you're not really the champion of that division until you defend that belt at least one time. Why? As much as I love Conor McGregor and he's this uber talented guy, I just can't give him that that respect yet. It, it, you know, it takes time to build a legacy. He just, you know, is trying to like take the shortcut and cut cut corners there, and it's just kind of weird because you know we were told for the longest time, you know, that you you've had to clean out your divisions before you were able to do these things, and now it just seems like it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do, my friend? Concentrate on what you're gonna do and uh and just keep doing what you what you've been doing, right? Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Go out there, take this guy down, have him like a fish out on land. How do you see this one playing out? You uh you you like a you, you like a submission? You you think that you know your hands can get the job done, or is he gonna be savvy enough to uh to to to, to make the three blind mice on the side the side of your guys' feet? I I don't I don't know what what my take is on this guy. I can't tell if he's really smart or if he's just really dumb. I really can't tell. I I, I read <laughs> one of his interviews. I listened to one of his interviews, and he's talking about he's gonna knock me out. He's had two split decision wins. One of them I think he definitely lost, and the other one you can make an argument that he lost. And the first one he beat Terry on Ware, who only throws punches and doesn't know how to do a lick of wrestling. Caraway had him on his back in round one, and he ran from him the entire fight. Caraway couldn't do half of what he did to him, to me, and he keeps comparing my loss to him with his win over him. And it was a split decision win. He's he's, he's talking like he dominated. I, I I'm just I'm, I can't tell if he's really just that dumb. And I hope he comes in that <laughs> confident because I think he's going to be. It's gonna it's gonna be a bad night for him if he really comes in that confident with his grappling because he if his butt hits that canvas I'm telling you it's gonna be bad it is gonna be bad. He's better. He's hey better man, I, I gotta try bring it at all at all costs. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I, I, I know uh, I know I know you're hot and ready ready to go already, man. We're uh, we're we're getting down down to the the last few weeks here. Um, Nicole, anything you want to add before we let uh, Aljamain go and enjoy the rest of his evening? Um, just one quick thing. I did I see on your Instagram that you got your real estate license? Is that what that was? Uh no, I was looking to get it. I actually just got uh. my my certificate today for my online course. So now I just have to take the state exam and then I'm officially done. Oh, that's cool. That's really yeah, cool. So Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I'll focus on that later. Right now I got to focus <laughs> on this this little chipmunk I need to smack around. <laughs> Which one is he? Is he Alvin Simon or Theodore? <laughs> He's Theodore. Theodore. <laughs> oh man, you got called the chubby one. That's bad. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. All right, man. Um, you know how we do things. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, as we wrap things up, throw the proverbial microphone over you. If there's anything else you want to say, my friend, anyone you want to thank, shoot out your social media sites, any sponsors you have, charities you work with, anything like that. The time is yours. Uh, you guys can just uh, keep in tune with what I'm doing with my Funk Chronicles leading all the way up to the fight. I did the same thing for my last fight, just leading up to the diet and the weight cut. Um, the final hours, you know, the countdown. We call it the hurry up and wait. 
And then uh, that's pretty much it. You can check that out on my YouTube channel, Funkmaster MMA. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram or the Twitter at Funkmaster underscore UFC. All right, as I mean, keep doing your thing, my friend. Keep uh, keep entertaining us with, uh, with you know the your posts on social media and doing everything you do. Best of skill to you uh, on on the fight September twenty eighth. Hopefully, you get the result you want, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Have you back on here again? Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Yep. Have a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our first guest, and that was the number eight ranked. UFC bantamweight Aljamain the fuck man Sterling, always uh, always fun uh, catching up with with Aljamain. You know, always got some great takes on on everything going on in the in, in the uh, MMA world here. Mhm. So are you, exci- cool you excited for that? You excited for that that matchup with him and Cody? I am. I mean, I think it's going to be a good fight. That whole card, I'm really. I'm really excited to watch that whole card because there's like yeah. some some big names, some good two title fights, you know, and and uh, Algermain and Cody are like headlining the prelim, I think. So that'll be fun. Yeah, and then you also have uh, Jimmy and John Dotson on the card, you know, which we're going to be talking right to Jimmy later on. So they're yeah, that's off. also that's also why I was I was asking about Jimmy because he. One, they're going to be in the car together. Two, <laughs> Jimmy's going to be in the show later. So obviously, that that could be a, a matchup that we uh, we might see. Never know if uh, yeah, after this possible. whole thing plays out and and um, Dominic is able to talk his way into that title fight, that the logical matchup for the next number one contendership moving forward would probably be Aljamain and Jimmy, unless you want to. Um, you still have to figure out what so you're going to do. So there's so many people that you there's so many people in that division that you could technically say like are, that could be the next number yeah, one contender. Yeah, could make it like Mara, like, hold said, on. Uh, Asuncao, all those guys. Yeah, I would literally like just every, about say half of y'all. <laughs> yeah, the whole top five basically. Yeah. And anyone in the top five, you can fight up like oh good. Like, like people need to fight. I think. I mean, I can't really say they're going to need to fight more often, but like these. Certain people have been out for a while, you know. They need to scoot their way down the line, like like Aljamain was saying. Like you can't just wait around and think you're going to get the next title fight. Like we saw the same thing with uh, Khabib. Remember, he was out for so long, but he still stayed in the number one spot. Connor's been out two and a half years. He was going to get. Remember that yeah, he I mean, didn't move. He didn't lose his spot in that in that division for two and a half years. That is insane. <laughs> It's all about all right, let you me have, up. you got the name or notoriety, you can pretty much just sit at the top once you get there. Like somebody who's at the top, like say Demetrius Johnson. If he doesn't fight for like say a year, I guarantee he's gonna drop down the line. Even though like he shouldn't, he should still be the number one contender whenever he's healthy and he comes back. But I don't think he's gonna sit there, not like some of these other guys. Yep. All right, let's uh let's take a quick break as I'm gonna give our second guest a call here. We'll finish. Halcyon Float, Philly's only float spa. Floating is a relaxation and therapeutic technique that uses sensory deprivation to achieve a deepened meditative state. Halcyon special isolation tanks will make you feel as if you are literally floating. Located at 209 West Girard Avenue in Philadelphia. Open Tuesday through Friday 10 to 10, Saturday 8 to 10, Sunday 8 to 8. 
For more information, visit Halcyon Floats on Facebook or call 215-279-7607. Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's only float spa. Joined here in a second by our second guest of the evening. He, he, he you know, recently competed for uh, CES MMA uh, this past weekend here in Philly. You know, middleweight Ron Choirboy Starlings. You know, Ron is uh, coming off the decision victory over Nashawn Burrell at the aforementioned event. Aforementioned How we doing tonight? How we doing tonight? You there, Ron? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, brother. Hello? All right, good. Got you now. So how you doing tonight, my friend? I'm good, man. Just working around my gym. Oh, yeah. You're, you, you, got your own, you got your own gym now? Because I know you've been, uh, you, you were with Lloyd for a while, so. Yeah, and I'm still with him. I'm still with Matt Lloyd. Uh, I got a gym uh, that's affiliated with the team, so. Yeah, I'm still Team Lloyd Irving. Always, always. I, I, mean, I think it's funny when we talk about MMA coaches. I think he's like kind of one of the guys that that doesn't get you know any new. Like I'm not sitting there saying that you know he should be in the conversation of the you know top three coaches and that we have at mixed martial arts. But he's probably one of these guys that kind of you know quietly flies under the radar. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he's definitely uh, hands down uh, one of the most elite coaches. Uh, master, uh, mastermind wise, you know, come up game plans, and um, you know, skill set wise, like he can, he can still, like, put the beats on all the athletes that come to the gym. So I don't, there's not too many coaches that can keep up with that top athlete. Yeah, you don't really have. It doesn't happen too often. You only have a handful of coaches that that can. Be be the guy who's the mastermind and and lines everything up for you, but also be the guy that that that'll put that'll put it on you on the mat if if he needs to. Yeah, yeah. Like before um, preparation for this past fight, <laughs> um, um, I was rolling with him and he was beating me like uh, you know, like day one. <laughs> oh, he was he, he was treating you like it was the first day, Jim. He's trying to make you quit, huh? Man, yeah. Yeah, he was he was woken up on me. And uh, and, and what do you think about be, being back here in Philly? Like last time I ran into you, we, it was uh, it was after one of the 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 CFFC fights. You know, uh, your your man Kaufman was, was hyping me up about you, uh, talking about having you on the show. Like it's been kind of a a weird few few years where you know you haven't had. Um, uh, uh, you had a whole bunch of fights that kind of fell off over the last few years or so, so you're able to get this yeah. one going. But it's so good, so good to be back. Um, well, be into that's the first time I ever competed in so It's so good to be back in the cage. You know, um, yeah, it, I, I still have I still have everything that you know um, I thought I did, and uh, um, my abilities and my you know and what I could do in the cage. So that was for me that was good just to see after two years. But, you know, I still got it. Yeah, man. 
it, it was been a while, so it was definitely good to see you back in there. I'm sure you're happy you were you were able to to get the victory. So, um, you know, uh, you know, what's next? Are, are we gonna take some uh, some time off, uh, enjoy some relaxation for the next few months, and and maybe uh, look for something, um, you know, at the end of the year, the beginning of uh, of 2019? No, no, I want to get something in. Um, you know, I'll take it like you know maybe this week, rest of this week off, but as far as um, <laughs> as far as uh, uh, the month, all right, I, had, I got this two years off. of rest. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I got two years of rest, so uh, I'm trying to be active in it, you know. Um, so is it going to be uh, TES? Is it going to be LFA or, you know, or basically whatever the contract is, whoever the name is, is, uh, is what yeah. it's going to be? Yeah, whatever, whoever. You know, line them up. I mean, that's, that's good, man. You know, and also, you know, you've been away for two years. What do you want? What do you think of the, the whole landscape? It's kind of changed a little bit, hasn't it? The landscape? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, you got you got the you got some up and comers like uh, like my man Sadiq. I'm about to, about to show the world uh, what's up, but um. You know, it's still the same players. Like, I remember um, like, uh, when I fought uh, with Uriah um, Hall, and that's what, like, Connor was just, like, about to get to his, like, main thing. He was one of the undercard guys that night. He wasn't he, – he hadn't hit that, that superstar status. He was one of the guys they were pushing no, on the he card. No, was, he, he, was, was, uh, he was main event. He was the main event when I fought uh, Uriah. Who did he fight that night? I, yeah, he, I remember uh, he, him being on that that, he, that that Boston card. I just thought I'm I'm just drawing a blank. Who yeah, he beat um he beat uh Seaver. Dennis Seaver. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's when he was, he was calling him a Nazi. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Conor McGregor. What do so, you yeah, think now? The same guy. From where he was then to where he was now, if you if you could tell him something, what would you tell him right now? What would I tell him? <laughs> Uh, it, shoot, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> it, shoot, he, uh, he he has a, he has the the game plan down pat. I don't know. I mean, it, it's all right, but you know, you know, got gotten both of his belts stripped up from him. He hasn't really fought, and you know, you probably you've been more active than he has the last three years. So, <laughs> yeah, yes and no, because his inactivity is like. You know, he got to fight. Boy, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely your activities <laughs> are way him. different. <laughs> His yeah, activities are millions of dollars. <laughs> exactly. You know, and he he can do he can do uh, uh, pay per view uh, uh, talk shows and make yeah. So his his um his activity is way different. I, I would I wouldn't mind having that inactivity. That's pretty good. But his activity, he could retire. And be just fine. Hey man, it's uh, if if he gets another one of the one of those big fights, he you, we might not ever see him again. If he gets another big payday and wins, we might not ever see him. Again. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know. It's all that maybe, he keeps getting in trouble though. He's gonna have to pay those lawyer bills. <laughs> I mean, it depends because I mean, he he seems to have like that. Like yeah, he has the money thing going for him, but he seems like he has that that fighter. Like, he likes to fight, and just so happens to get paid a lot of money to do it. 
but he likes to fight. He's an Irish like, kid. Take on the like challenge. Fight. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, man. he's an Irish kid. Of course, they love to fight. But you know, uh, he if if he can just rein himself in just a little bit, you know, not not without losing that edge and 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 that that spark that he has that makes Conor McGregor who he is. But if he could just rein it in a little bit, I mean, come on. Like, my, my thing is, like, you know, like you know, I said it on here. If, if I want somebody in my corner, I would definitely put somebody like Conor McGregor in my corner. But, I mean, to charter a plane, go, go halfway across, across the world just to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> say something to somebody who said something to your boy, that's awesome and all, but it, it, it cost him a lot in more than a lot of ways. Well, well it cost him, but it's also going to pay him. In more than a lot of ways, just from all that. Uh, oh, you that know, the build up for that fight is going to be insane. Yeah, the build up for that fight is going to be nuts. We're going to be, we're going to be you have a friend like, Yeah, if you have a friend like Conor McGregor, you're doing all right. I mean, look at Artem, man. The, the guy probably doesn't have a record worthy of being in the UFC, but he's there, man. Hey. And everyone, <laughs> and everyone still like I said, if you got a friend him. like uh, Conor McGregor, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, man. But then you got the other side of it. Uh, you heard what happened to Jordan Burgos when he went over to the gym, right? Is it is a is that true? I, I've seen. Uh, apparently, I didn't know if it was like real or not. All right, listen. He okay. he sent out a tweet, this big tweet that he was going over there to to, to Conor's gym and was going to work out and do this that and the third. Literally 12 hours later, saying that he wasn't going to be there, then a report comes out that Jordan got knocked out by one of the training partners, and I guess somebody was just trying to be the big man in the block or whatever. Little kid in him, so he left. Yeah, I was think, and then the guy. Judah. Why? Why is a boxer beating up on a rat? That just makes no sense. That's why. That's why I didn't know if it was real or not. You know, but that's what they said. Oh, it was Zab Judah. The whole thing is just weird. Why would you bring someone in the train with you and then have one of the other training partners go and knock out the guy that is supposedly supposed to be helping you beat the uh, beat you know the guy that you're that the main guy in the gym's about to fight? It just doesn't make sense. But. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But that's why, that's why I wasn't sure if uh, the story was true. Because why would that do to be in camp with him? I don't think um, um, uh, Khabib is not a southpaw. Zab is a southpaw. Nah, too much fake news runs around all kinds of parts of parts parts of the uh, the interwebs these, these days. So who knows what's what anymore? But um, I mean, th- I mean, just the other thing. Yeah, let's go home. Yeah, let's go home. Okay. Oh, there's baby. <laughs> But then you got the, the other part of the sport that's going on with, um, you know, uh, the potential of the the fighters for, for for the for the UFC fighters. Do do you see that even being a possibility in the next two years, or just the UFC is going to continue to bury these people in paperwork? Say it one more time. You broke up just a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just like you know, like I was continuing along the lines of how things, have, you know, continue to change since you've been away. The potential of some of these UFC fighters, uh, you know, forming a union and some of the counter paperwork they're kind of doing, where you're seeing now that you know they just did a they deposed Ali and he's kind of did a uh, a deposition in the UFC's behalf on 
you know, restricting, uh, you know, the, the public's knowledge of, of the finances, et cetera. And do you think within the next handful of years that we could see some type of UFC fighters union? I know you can't unionize the entire sport just because it's, it's impossible because the, the finances are just totally different from promotion to promotion. So do you see something like yeah. that happening or, or, or do you just think, think the UFC will bury the paperwork? Go ahead. I forgot all about the conversation to tell the truth about the you know the fighters union because you know after um, I think after that one attempt with Randy Couture and everybody it seemed like it just kind of fell off and um, well, I forgot um, all about it. I I guess I'll I'll bring it back out for you is uh, after the whole thing that happened with Leslie Smith where fighter missed weight uh, the uh, you know the, you know they were trying to get the fight to happen and you know Leslie was just wasn't having it. So they paid Leslie her show and win money. It was the last fight in her contract and then released her because she was starting this thing called Project Spearhead where she's trying to, you know, get get this formed and, and get all this stuff. And she has a lawyer in the, the whole nine. And they actually are going to be heard in a, you know, a, a federal, you know, uh, workers union uh, capacity to, to have their case be heard. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not sold one way or the other on the union. So I don't know the, the, the pros and cons. I mean, because one way or the other, somebody's going to get paid. Somebody's going to make a, uh, take advantage of the uh, um, position uh, to be over the fighters. And there's a good thing and a bad thing. I don't know. Um, I, guess, uh, I guess the entrepreneur side in me, I, I mean, I don't necessarily so, so want um, any type of regulations over me. I want to be free to, um, you know, make my own bucks. Well, see, that's why I think that, that people but, are getting um, that whole thing misconstrued. I think this is only kind of derived towards the UFC fighters. It's not derived towards the entire sport. Yeah, I mean, sounds good. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> hopefully it's able to it's able to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys should be uh, taken care of better. That's for sure. Yeah, more feet to that. About two feet. But um. Now you said you're taking a, a few weeks off. You know where are you? Uh, where, where are you looking to uh, to get back in there at? You know, are you going to be asking for CSS for, for another fight or, or what? Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, I'm just taking off the rest of the maybe the rest of the week, maybe. You know, <laughs> I'm already starting to itch a little bit, but just trying to handle some business. <laughs> that, you know, I put off getting ready for fight, but um, yeah, I'm trying to get in there as soon as possible. You know, October, November, December, whatever. You know. If I can get in two times before the end of the year, that would be great. Because, uh, you know, I need to be active to get back into, um, you know, get back into the uh, UFC. So, and I like, I like belts. So I would like, I would love the opportunity to go one of these organizations fight their champion, whoever the champion so, is. So, so regardless if it's uh, CES or or LFA, you, you you want you want their their middleweight champion. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Sounds good to me, man. I don't know what what about you what about you, Nikki? You you good with uh with uh with the choir boy over here uh uh get, adding some more uh, gold to his uh his chest? Absolutely. I mean, go for all the belts. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, you know, way to do a, it. You know, I got uh I got I got uh three kids, so that'd be nice to have, you know, each one of my kids carry one of my belts. That'd be that'd be cool. Huh? That'd be so cute. <laughs> I, I think they should allow you guys to have more opportunities to do stuff like that because, like, you know, you see stuff in the UFC has kind of gotten more restricted to kind of, you know, what you guys do. But I just think, like, if you guys are, like, multiple champions from some of these regional shows, at least your first fight, like, let you, like, like, like first fight back in the UFC or whatever, let you walk out there with your kids with the belts from your old promotion, kind of, you know, wash off the old and start anew. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you know, I grew up watching boxing, and that was like my first, uh, I guess, my first love when it comes to combative, combative sports. So, you know, seeing the, you know, the boxers, Roy Jones, all those guys walking with all those belts, they got the entourage holding them up. That, that is a cool <laughs> image. Hey, uh, listen, DC, DC can do it. He, yeah, he uh, he next time he walks out. For his next fight, they should let him do it, man. I'm serious. We need to see more of that. Now, even uh, even if Connor tries to come to this fight with Khabib with with, uh, with one of his older belts, I wouldn't care if he walked to the walked to the cage with like his kid on his shoulder holding his belt. I'd be cool with that. I think we should see more of that. Well, I mean, school. rightfully so, he could. You know, nobody beat him for those belts, so he yeah, could. Yeah, I mean, you know, anybody, you know, whether who whoever it is, whoever the champion is, you know, like uh, the the thing that Cody Garbrandt did with the. Uh, the the kid who uh the you know who had the cancer and and you know they have that relationship i thought having that kid put the belt on cody was, was you should have more of these moments in this sport yeah it's nothing they do a pretty good job with like you know public relations stuff but yeah that's, they do but i'm just cool. saying like i think sometimes we're where you know i don't know if the fighters are too scared to like request those things because they promise because you know Remember, like, uh, what was it, James Tahuna used to do all kinds of crazy walkouts, and they just told him they couldn't do that type of stuff anymore. You know, even weigh-ins, you know, uh, you know, fighters can't can't have, like, crazy outfits or anything like that. Like, like, you're kind of taking some of the fun stuff that, that made the sport special go away. I think you need to find yeah, more ways to to make it special okay. again. Well, what time tomorrow morning? You know, what hour are you going to be here tomorrow? So we're going to have to. We're going to have to. But um, as we uh we get ready to to wrap this one up, Ron. Um, you know, uh, anything else you you'd like to say, add before uh, before we we let you go? Uh, any sponsors you have? Your you want to give shout outs to social media sites? The, the time is yours, my friend. Oh man, appreciate that. I just appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, thinking about me. You know, it felt good to uh, finally get back in there. I hope everybody enjoyed the fight. Enjoyed the uh, I guess the the artwork. You know. Knowing two guys that know how to actually fight and you know go through their uh, go through their. Uh, well, I'm sure it was definitely fun you know, getting the in there with Nod. Nod definitely isn't one of these guys who uh, who likes to sit back or 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 who likes to, to to play the point game. He likes to he likes to to throw hammers with with, with the best of them. So I'm sure you yes, guys he does, definitely put man. it on. And he has he has some strong hammers. Like you know, he, I felt I felt a few of them. I was like, wow, man, this guy this guy is strong. He can hit. Um, but I was like, yeah, let me just, you know, I've been working on my skill set. So let's, let's be the smart fighter and break them down and, you know, get the uh, – I, want, I wanted to get the finish. There's a few times 
There's a little opening in the tight defense, but he's a tough dude. So, but yeah, those two skillful fighters, and that's it. You know, you get a lot of times when you get two skillful fighters, you get a decision. You know, so um, I was pleased with the performance. I got to watch it. I was pleased with it. You know, now we're gonna build on that and uh, go 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 after one of these belts. Hey man, hopefully uh, you're able to uh, you're you're able to get back in there within the next few months, and you know hopefully uh, if not uh, get a crack at one of these titles, at least a, a fight that that'll line you up for a title. So you know, or, just, or, uh, you or, know, or, keep, keep... We, we forget about maybe another uh, late notice six days. Hey, you want to um, want to <laughs> fight uh, in the UFC? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Sam Alvey's opponent got hurt. Uh, Ron, you, you, you game? Hell yeah, I'm game. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Hey, man. However, you get back in there is how, how you how you get back there. So you know, do do your thing, man. Keep keep uh, keep in the gym. Uh, I'm sure your your uh, your work will speak for itself, and you get back in there. And here's another thing: like, would you be opposed if they said, "Hey, you have to go through the contender series to get back in there"? Would you? Entertain that? I would not be. No, man, we were trying to last two years. Uh, I just didn't know. How, I just don't know how they pick people, man. You know, I talked to the manager and stuff. Told them to you know, put my name down for that, but I just don't know how they, you know, they. What's, what is the selection process for that um, show? But yeah, most definitely. Uh, hopefully, uh, I, hope, uh, I hope they don't have to wait till uh, next summer. I hope they you know, pick it up, you know, another few months or something. Did they say anything about that? Uh, gonna, are they going to wait till next summer, or are they going to do it sooner? Um, I would hope they would do think two the seasons summer. a year. Yeah, I think, but I think that's what they're kind of doing is uh, Dana's uh, contender series is kind of the summer thing that they're going to do, and they are apparently yeah. keeping yeah. the Ultimate Fighter around, so that's the other app. Gotcha. I thought, they were gonna, I thought this was going to be the last season. So did I, but apparently with the deal with ESPN, they kind of wanted to keep it. So, okay. But, I mean, that's what we were heard, and then apparently ESPN wanted it, and I guess uh, you know, I guess the UFC didn't fight fight them too much over it. And the the Ultimate Fighter yeah. survives. <laughs> yeah. All right, my friend. Uh, th- thanks for your time this evening, um, Nikki. Anything you want else you want to add before we let Ron go? Nope, I don't think so. But just thanks so much for coming on here with us. I appreciate you guys. All right, my friend. Keep doing your thing. We'll have you back on here again in the future. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. All right, everyone, that was our second guest of the evening, and that was CES middleweight Mr. Ron Quirebury Stallings. And, uh, you know, one one of these guys, is, you know, he's been in the show, back down. Like I said, he, he's had four canceled fights over the last, like, two and a half years. It's freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bad luck, and then, you know, you get matched up with these fights where, you know, it's not, uh, you know, the greatest matchup, but it's a tough matchup, and a lot of these guys are still laboring under the, the assumption that, the, you know, it's the tough matchup that gets you the, the fights that you want, and sometimes it's just not always the case. Yeah, it's true. And then also with him, 
you know, also running the gym too, I'm sure that's time consuming as well. Yeah, I'm sure. That's the thing when you have like other jobs and other responsibilities on top of it. I don't know how I don't know how these guys and girls do it. I don't know how these guys do it, man. Because you got to think about it. You have to you have to juggle the job, and then you have to juggle the other job, which is being an MMA fighter. Then you still have to do the stuff at home. Mhm. Well, that's sometimes the toughest. You guys must be master, you guys must be master multi organizers because. I mean, I have a hard time keeping up with the nonsense I got going on in my life. <laughs> mhm. Tell me about it. How do you do it, Miss Mom? Like you, you know, you uh, you're you're obviously the the one that that kind of pulls the strings when it comes to all that. So how do you want to running around do, doing all that, do doing the professional side of things? Like you know, this is kind of your side job, but you also, um, if I remember from from us talking, you also teach too, and then you're also obviously. Uh, you know, uh, the, the the one, uh, you know, pulling the strings when it comes to the kids at home, too. So that's that's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to I got to make time for everything. Um, I mean, the writing is great because I could do it like when I have time and everybody that I write for is super understanding about that. Like everybody knows the summer. I'm like, I, I'm busy. My kids are home. They're not in camp or anything. They're with me. So, you know, I got to give shout outs to my editors and everybody who's like really understanding with that but yeah I mean like you gotta know like what needs to be done when I like I'm super organized so that just works out for me I'm just you know that's the way I've always been I'm a list person if you ever come over I'm like I'm making lists for everything <laughs> and so I keep it in order so yeah man you gotta keep everything organized not the easiest thing to do, is it? <laughs> yeah, I got my charts, I got my calendar. My husband, my husband's doing something. I'm like, put it on the calendar because I won't remember you telling me this two days from now. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the calendar. So you got the fighter memory. Yeah, exactly. It's true. I mean, I got so much going on. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't remember you telling me this. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And instead of, start, instead so of like, starting a fight or something, like, this. I was like, when were you doing this? When I was in the middle of doing something? Was I, was I trying to do something? Was I was I on the computer when you were telling me this? Because if I was, there's no way me. that that's that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's time for a quick commercial. I was like, going to give uh, Jimmy Rivera a call. All right. Future Legend Apparel. The lifestyle brand servicing the MMA community and beyond. More than just an apparel company, Future Legend is an inspirational movement. Be a part of it by visiting www.futurelegend.biz. Check out their vast array of men's and women's fashion, caps, hoodies, and accessories. Future Legend. Aspire to inspire. We're just waiting for Steve to get Jimmy on the line. Uh, I don't know if there's it's not going to pick back. up. I mean, it happens every week. All right, good. I was like, it happens every week that we have some problems with the phones, <laughs> but good. <laughs> no, we don't. 
That's a lie. Come on. Nothing. Oh, yeah. We have bad luck. Alive, Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with, with our with our first guest of the evening. He is the one and only UFC Bantamweight, Jimmy Altera Rivera, and he's slated to return that action, uh, you know, back to the octagon. John Dotson, September 8th, UFC 128. How are we feeling tonight, Jimmy? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're, we're excellent. Doing Just, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Talking with you tonight, wrapping things up. You know, we, uh, you know, you know, had some fun already. We were talking with uh, Ron Starlings. We had Al Jermaine earlier t- talking, you know, talking about the division there. And uh, I think uh, I think everyone can agree. We're, we're uh, you know, uh, the uh, Dominic Cruz waiting around for a title shot thing is getting starting to get on everyone's nerves. As much as we love Dominic, as much as he has done for the division. Waiting around is just becoming an irritating thing, especially when you have things that goes on that are out of a lot of guys are controlling that matchup that probably makes sense for, you know, multiple guys. And then you see he's just like, oh, you know, I'm injured or, you know, oh, I deserve a title shot as much as I love him. I would rather see him active. I would rather see him fight somebody regardless who it is at this point in time. I just, I would like to see him back in there. Yeah, I mean... You kind of don't know what's going to happen with that. I feel like uh, for the yeah, I do itself, too. But but I, I think I think he should have to fight Marlon, don't you? I think that's a good fight. I do I do think that's a good fight. I mean, you know, I know the Segudo fight and TJ would be an interesting fight, especially if TJ drops down to twenty five. Um, you got a Santa who has big wins over TJ and over uh, Marlon. So that makes sense as a as a fight to make because that would be a trilogy fight for them, and you know it's a business at the end of the day. So it does make sense to fight you know TJ and Dominic too as well, from a business standpoint and the fact that TJ lost to him. So yeah. um, that's another one too. So you got those like top three right there that could work out anyway, but you really don't know what's gonna happen. So you know my wife and I talk about it all the time. We're kind of curious how the division is gonna unfold in the next six months and what's gonna happen. It's interesting that you said that yeah. you would be okay with the TJ Henry Cejudo fight because I feel like that's kind of holding up the line a little bit. Um, I mean, it's a it's a good business thing, but at the end of the day, I'm there's nothing really I can do right now. I'm not even focused on the next fight after Dotson. I'm just focused on Dotson for the fight. You know what I mean? Everybody's asking, oh, who do you want to fight if you win this fight? You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I just want to focus on the Dotson fight. I haven't decided any further than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a good way to go John's a dangerous person. I think people are forgetting that John's still, still, still a top guy in this division. And, you know, regardless of you know he hasn't been you know you know on this big tear or anything like that. He, he's still a guy who's who's very dangerous, is more, more than capable of uh, you know you know of, of 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 taking you out and, and anything. You know, this is I say it yeah, all the time yeah, that people for, for, forget about these guys. They're just like, oh, oh, what's next? What's next? Yes, great. We do want to know what you're thinking about what's next, but also what's in front of you. John's a dangerous guy. He's got power in his hands. He's quick. He he, he can make it a bad night for you if, if things go his way. You know, yeah. You know, when it comes to the Bantamweight division, it's just pretty much stacked. You know what I mean? I mean, this is Johnson cleaned out house at 125, and to see that close fight between him and Segudo, you know, I, I could, you know, I could see the the Segudo fight and TJ not happen because. You know, they push for the, you know, DJ's like, I'm good, I want the rematch, because that was a close fight, and it could have went e- either way, you know what I mean? So, 
I think the biggest thing were those takedowns. I mean, he didn't do much with the takedowns when he got him down, but he did get him down and held him down, you know. So, you know, everybody's a little different in how they judge. I thought the fight could have went either way. It was 2-2 going into the fifth. Um, so you don't know, and then you don't know what's going to happen after the fact if that does happen, that rematch, uh, where they're going to push for TJ or where TJ is going to push to try to fight or who he's going to try to fight. I mean, I, I would probably be more interested in, in a uh, Mighty Male and Cejudo rematch just because it was it was close. I mean, the first time, uh, you know, uh, uh, Demetrius knocked him out, I would like to see Demetrius get a rematch, but I think the injury thing is going to play into that. And also, you know, what you were already talking about as a business thing, you know, it, you know, TJ is already talking about, you know, dropping down. Granted, he probably would, would have much rather Demetrius won that fight, but I also think he's at the point now where he, he still knows he, he wants to go after that belt either way. So it doesn't matter if it's Henry or, or Demetrius to him at this point in time. No, it doesn't matter. He wants to be a double champ and he wants to be able to go down and fight and win the belt. I mean, as a business standpoint for TJ, it's a smart move to go drop down and fight for the belt. If he could drop down and make 25, it's the smartest move ever to do. Now, you know, me and Nikki were also talking about this earlier with with, uh, with, with Azure, with the, you know, the, the talks of opening more divisions and stuff like that, but just because of, you know, the, the issues that, that a lot of, a lot of the, you guys and, and even some of the ladies are running into with the, uh, with, with cutting weight and, you know, we've talked about different ways to do it. Just at this point in time, do, do we just need to add, you know, you know, two, three, four more weight classes just to, to kind of see if that nips this in the bud and we don't have to, you know, really have a, a stressing issue with, uh, with you fighters in, in, in the weight cut. I, I think the smartest thing, I mean, I know there's a lot of sports that have to do with weight cutting. Um, except for college wrestling, I believe you weigh in the day of. Um, a lot of sports, um, you know, the weigh in the day before, boxing's always been like that. But the smartest move and the healthiest move for the fighters is to do day of weigh-ins because now you don't have people cutting that much weight anymore and they're fighting more of the natural weight. And I think that's the smartest thing, you know what I mean? And, and it's the best thing to do. They weigh in like, you know, three hours before the event. And they go out there and they fight. You know, you can't, you stop that enormous weight cut. Like, some of these guys cut a lot of weight. I never knew how much Max Holloway cut until you couldn't make weight for the Khabib fight. And I was shocked. I'm like, you're a 45er. You couldn't make 55. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's just nothing. Especially, like, you see people, like, as sad as it is, kind of, everybody knows this, but the older you get, the harder it is to cut the weight or lose weight in general and stuff like that. So having you know, divisions every 10 pounds or something will, will really benefit people in the long run, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a bad thing to do. I, I think the healthiest thing is really, I mean, um, if you eat healthy and you, and you train right, you eat right, you, you kind of, it's not too hard to, I believe, make the weight. You, I mean, it's obviously very, dis- you have to be very disciplined about it. But, uh, I mean, it can't hurt, too, every 10 pounds. There's a weight class, too, as well. I think the biggest thing, I, think, I, I would love for a same-day weigh-in. That would be the healthiest thing for all the fighters. I mean, you have a lot of guys either moving up a weight class or even moving up two weight classes, but fighting after natural weight, so this way they're not cutting, and they're not, I mean, that's a lot of damage on your body, cutting that weight all the time. So. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the things that, that I just think that, you know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people are talking about same-day weigh-ins, you know, 
one thing that I, 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 I'm probably more comfortable with is you guys, when you guys fight, you fight at what, when, when you go in the fight, fight week, all that, that you guys are already weighed in. The commission has kind of agreed that you just can't go above X weight and that your weigh-ins kind of take place, you know, throughout the fight camp that you have to be around X weight at the time. That's it. That We don't have to sit there and have these situations where you guys are sucking yourselves dry and it's just, you guys, you know, you, you've seen some of these fighters, you know, I, I, rem, I remember being uh, at one of the Invicta fights where Leslie Smith w- was fighting at flyweight and she looked like Skeletor. It's just, you know, I don't want to see you guys drain yourself regardless if it's, you, you know, you, you know, you know if these, these wrestlers who, who've been doing it forever or whatever. It's just, it's just I think it's enough unnecessary stress that, that, that uh, the sports put on you athletes and it's just something that needs to be corrected. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, the only thing that I don't like about what you're saying is that, you know, we what we do is, like, we, we don't have, like, for what I do is when I cut weight, you know, it's obviously the last few pounds is water weight that I cut. But then all of a sudden I kind of blow it up a little bit more just because I don't usually have salt in my diet. I never retain any salt. So after weigh-ins, I throw a lot of salt in my diet kind of to help me rehydrate and keep the water. So I blow up a little mm-hmm. extra, and that's just common knowledge. You know, you, you eat in salt, you're going to retain more water, and that's what happens. So that's why it's kind of like uh, that gray area about what to do. I, that's why I think the best thing is day of weigh-ins. We'll, we'll wind up seeing how it winds up playing out. I mean, it's just one of the things I think, uh, you know, we all kind of have unique, uh, you know, takes on it, regardless if it's my point, your point, what the athletic commission is, what the what the promoters think they should be done with it. It's uh, I think everything should be taken into account and just something either gets taken over by the ABC or even if, if just some, one of these promoters just, just gets a curtail on it. I mean, I don't want to see the point where, you know, we've seen, you know, fighters get sick and get pulled off of cars in the UFC. We haven't had that, that, that God forbid situation where, where we lose one of our athletes. I don't want to see that. I just, I just hope That's that true. it doesn't take that for, for it to change. Yeah, I agree. You know, because the, the one thing is, you know, you guys don't get taken care of enough. And there's something we were talking about earlier with the uh, deposition that, that Ali gave the, uh, uh, for the, uh, the the UFC hearing that, that they're about to have about, uh, 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 you know, curtailing the uh, public knowledge of, of the, the payouts, you know, citing, you know, that you guys are going to be, like they say, you, you go to Brazil and they know where your payout is and you're going to get kidnapped or if you go to Venezuela or Rio or something like that, whatever. It's just, I just think it's, it's ridiculous. You guys are already getting a quarter of what you probably actually should be getting, but... Yeah, I don't. Hopefully I don't think like anybody should. Yeah, I don't think anybody should know what we're getting paid. It's kind of our information to keep to ourselves. You know, you don't go around asking people, well, "What do you make from this job? Or, How much you make a year in this job?" You know. But some are already kind of publicized because of what the athletic commissions do. You don't. They don't kind of announce everything of what your what your contract is. But some of these, I guess, by state, they have to declare it, for, make it public record for whatever reason. But it's no different for, you know, uh, you know when, you know, Johnny Damon signs this big contract for, for you know, the Boston Red Sox and he's, you know, going, o- going over to whatever country. It's already public knowledge that he he's getting X amount of money, but just 
it's just, I think, kind of a way to restrain the information. But at the end of the day, you're right in your sense because at the end, of, it's your choice. It's your life. You, if you want to have it public or not, I think it should be up to ultimately you if you want to make it public or not. Yeah, totally true. But I think if if the collection as a whole wants it to be public, that it can. It just, you know, under your name, it's just gray. <laughs> Jimmy Rivera, that, nope, he checked the box. He doesn't want it to be public. I think that should be allowed. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I think it just covers all the bases because there are going to be guys that believe what, 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 what you said, that I don't want people to know what I'm getting paid. You know, we know like you know, you know, garbage man makes forty thousand dollars a year. A teacher makes thirty thousand dollars a year. Your congressman makes. Ex- it, not everyone wants that to be known. Yeah. But it, it, I agree. I do agree the point as far as what we're talking about with you guys getting paid. It, it's something that might be a necessary evil. Sure. But like sure. I said, I think there should be an option for like if there is a case a guy like you that doesn't want it out there. It's you know it helps it helps in a way where people manager groups kind of see what people get made and can negotiate, but uh, it also hurts in a way because now everybody knows what you're making. <laughs> yeah, then you're gonna have uh, you know you know cousin Billy Bob hitting you up, be like, Yo, Jimmy, you just fought, man. I mean, I mean, I can't pay my rent this month, man. Can you help? Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, but it's gonna that, that happens anyways. As soon as you get any type of notoriety or become some type of athlete, you're always gonna get that. But I mean, I, I do respect the thing where where, where you want to keep that to yourself because ultimately you are gonna get weirdos or you're gonna get phone calls from you know somebody trying to defraud you or trying to find a way to to get over on you somehow. It doesn't matter. That's true. That's the yeah. life we live in these days, though. Yeah, it's really true. But now, right, like, let's uh, talk a little bit more man, about like the fight. <laughs> yeah, I was actually about to right. say the, the the event you're fighting on, man, is is definitely uh, one of the more stacked ones going on. The, uh, you know, you got the uh, UFC uh, uh, 228 there in Texas. Outside of your fight, is there is, is there a fight you got uh, circled that you want to make sure you uh, get out there for and uh, and able to check out? Um, I, I want to see the main event. That should be an interesting fight. You know, Till and Woodley. Um, I haven't, I don't remember, I honestly don't remember all the fights on my card. <laughs> to be honest with you, I haven't, I looked at it like one time, glanced it real quick, and that's it. Besides the main event, obviously, I really want to see that fight, so that should be an interesting fight. Um, the card itself has a lot of good fights, uh, especially the other card. So, um, you know, I like, you know, someone asked me, you know, do you, do you like the fact that you're not on pay-per-view? I'm like, I love the fact that I'm not on pay-per-view. It's free TV, it's always the best TV. Yeah, yes, because you're always going to get watch more eyes on you. I think you want yeah. more eyes on you when you guys make it on these 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 uh, preliminary main event, you know, you know, or or preliminary card, or you you kick off the uh, the, the 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 preliminary card on Fox or FX or, or whatever it happens to be FX, for that event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I always think that's the fact. Because you got to think about it, like when they typically do the early preliminaries, that's from like seven, eight, you know. Sometimes, times you know, you know, eight, eight, fifteen, eight, thirty. So by the time that Jimmy's actually able to get out there, it's actually like that the prime time where people are, are, are like 
you know, they're in their seats in the stadium or they're they're in their 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 their, their first few drinks at home and they're they're ready to, to really enjoy these fights. So I think he's right on in that aspect of it that it's probably the best time to be there. But man, did yeah, you ever especially. think there was going to be a time where where both Jim Miller and Diego Sanchez were going to be on the early prelims of of a UFC pay per view? Uh, no, but they also do that on purpose to put some big names on there so people will buy the fight pass. It's a business strategy. It's smart in a way. People want to see that fight, so they're gonna they're gonna most likely get some fight. Pa- people are gonna pay for the fight pass to have it. So I mean. I understand why they do it. Um, as a fighter, it kind of sucks. I think the one of the best things is being on, like I said, free TV. Um, but it is what it is. You know, people are going to go in there and they're going to buy those fight pass because they want to see that fight. Yeah. It's true. I mean, they, there's so many services now that you have to buy to watch any kind of, like, UFC has their stuff and the Contender Series and, like, uh, the ESPN now with their plus things. Like, they got to figure out ways to get everyone to tune into all these different, you know, streaming services. So they got to be smart with what yeah. they're doing. But um, I want to talk to you, like, obviously you're coming off the first loss you've had in, like, 20 fights. How important was it for you to, like, get right back out there? Because you got a pretty quick turnaround for this fight. Um, super important. It's always like, you know, I teach my students as the kids and stuff. You know, you get knocked back down, you get back up, you get back on the horse. So, um, I, you know, I want to get back in as soon as possible and get in there and fight. And I'm looking forward to getting in there and fight and, and do my thing. Do you have any, like, kind of, like, mind-altering, like, preparations for this fight? You know, because you haven't lost in so long. Has anything changed, or is it, like, you know, wipe it off their back, kind of, like, just it had happened, it's over with, and I'm moving? Well, I definitely got caught with that kick. I thought it was going to the body, and he hit a kind of angle where it came up to, like, the back of my head. It was a weird angle he hit. But, um, you know, I, it, 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 it's, you know, you always, I always learn from whether I do well or I do bad. I always take it in, and always sit down and see what I can do better. And, uh, it, you know, the one thing I think I changed my alternate is I was doing so many things that I kind of just f- took it, slowed it down, just focused on one thing. And the one thing I focused on is just going in there and fighting Dawson. I haven't, you know, worried about a lot more. I've been, I've been very focused on that. So I have a great support system, whether it's at my school or at home, my family or my coaches. And I'm able to just do that and really focus on the fight. Um, the last fight, I had a lot going on, um, personally. I don't think people realize how much crazy stuff on. was going on either. What? I don't think people really realize how much other stuff you had going on around that time. Like, you know, you had, you know, stuff that going on in, in your, in your, in your life that, that had planned, had go on. And then like the, you, you had the, 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 the last minute replacement, then that, that, that fall through. And then you wound up having the loss. And there were just so many other things going on in your life that I don't think people understand that like that also play, plays part in, into it. I'm not trying to, you know, give an excuse of, of the performance. The performance is the performance. It is what it is now. But I'm sure you're the type yeah. of person like, yeah, it happened. And I'm also, I'm pretty sure that hopefully uh, you, you're, you're going to be uh, one to kind of push the envelope to, to get that matchup back uh, within the next year or so. If I, if I, if I know you as well as I think I do. Yeah, I'm definitely. That rematch should come. I just I don't think he's gonna take it right away. So I'm gonna work my way to it. But uh, yeah, you know what? Oh, I he's definitely not. Thing. That's what I said in about a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. I mean, I did like 
I thought, you know, 2017 would be a good year. And it was a shitty year going from three different times. Like, I was supposed to fight Caraway, and he got hurt. Then Cruz, he got hurt. Then Lineker the week of. Like, it was just it was just rough. And, you know, it was really nothing that I could have uh, I could have done. You know what I mean? So, it it's was just kind of the way the cards fell, brother. Yeah, exactly. So, just waiting. So, I'm just, like I said, just focused on the Dotson fight, getting in there and, and uh, getting my hand raised any, any means possible. And, you know, I was able to really focus on this fight. You know, it's only, you know, two and a half weeks away. So, it was, it was a great training camp. I mean, I got a little bit left of it. And then uh, we leave to Dallas. And I'm looking forward to the fight and getting back in there. And it's a great thing, too, that you were able, like, you wanted to get back in there right away. And you were able to get a guy who's, you know, People know he's at the top of the division too because when you were saying the division is kind of like a little jammed up at the top, like you were able to get right back in into a fight that you know with a win will push you back right up into where you basically were anyway. So it's like kind of like one step back, but like two steps forward, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I saw actually one of his interviews the other day. He was uh, he was saying like I was trying to duck him, but I wasn't like. Every time they offered me, me him, it was like, a, it was basically the last time I got offered to fight Dotson was uh, as a replacement because Lineker got hurt. And then they gave me, like, to fight him then or, like, three weeks later. And I'm like, that's not enough time to prepare for Dotson. Dotson's a completely different style than fighting Lineker. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a different, complete style. So you, I, I'm a big person. I'm preparing for a fight. You know what I mean? The only fight I think I would, you know, really take last minute would be a title fight, obviously. Um, but with that, like, you know, he was saying, I was like, I was listening to things, like, I was trying to duck him. I'm like, nah, he's just, he's a different style. Everybody was supposed to fight, you know. It, it, it kind of switched up. I was able to fight Lineker because I had a good month and a half, actually, yeah, a good almost two months before his fight when I found out Cruz got hurt. You know what I mean? We found out way before, and it didn't let out until maybe a week later or two weeks later that I was hurt. Like, we knew already. So they were trying to figure out what to do. My management company, the UFC, but I had plenty of time to prepare for Lineker. And, um, you know, when it came down to the docs, I just wasn't enough time to prepare in three days. You know, I needed more time. And three weeks, you know, I wanted more time for someone like that style and that caliber. So I got the perfect training camp. I got three months almost to prepare. So I'm all set and ready and feeling good for it. I can't wait for this fight. Yeah, I'm, I, I've been excited for it. Um, you know, regardless what happens mo- moving forward, definitely wanna wanna you know uh, see you in, in some more fun matchups. Uh, Aljamain was also expressing interest on on a uh, potential future matchup. You guys have kind of uh, missed past uh, uh, a few times along the way, so uh, you know yeah, uh, it's definitely a matchup I think the fans want to see too. Yeah. We were supposed to fight it like I pushed for the fight as like uprising like in the regional circuit. He didn't want the fight, so I mean eventually we'll definitely cross paths. I just don't know when. And like I said, I'm not really thinking about the next fight. I'm just focused on what I have, and that's boxing. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait for it. I think uh, you know uh, the style's fun. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. I I, I have my uh, my reservations. I think. Uh, what I think is going to happen. We'll see what happens September 8th. I'm sure no matter what, uh, 
uh, Jimmy and, uh, and 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 Mr. Dobson is gonna is is definitely gonna put on a performance for these fans. Definitely for sure. Um, Nikki, anything you want to add before we um, we uh, wrap things up here? Um, yeah, well, it, you know, hopefully all goes well in this next upcoming fight. But if you get out, you know, quickly and without any injury and stuff like that, how how uh, in, interested would you be in fighting in New York? Because you know, yeah, a couple um, months. We spoke to the UFC already about pushing for MSG as my next fight before the end of the year. So it all depends on how the fight goes, I think. And we got to see from there. But I would love to fight a Madison Square Garden. That would obviously would be a dream come true. I you know I live in Jersey. I'm 20 minutes from the city. My school's in the city. I work in the city. So I would love that. That would be awesome. Um, but like I said, it all depends on what happens. And I'm not looking too far forward. You know, we just mentioned it to kind of plant the seed. But we'll see what happens uh, that night and go from there. Yeah, awesome. I like to see it too. All right, <laughs> I, I mean, I I hope it happens too. It, you know, it's it's always good to to, to see that this guy perform. Um, as we uh we get ready to wrap it up, you know how we do things, Jimmy. Throw the uh, proverbial microphone over to you. Anyone you would like to thank, training partners, teammates, shoot out your social media sites, any charities you maybe work with, sponsors you may have. Time is yours. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously thank you to my team, Team Tiger Showman's. Uh, you know, one of my teammates who are has been helping me get ready for this fight. He's uh, he's another guy in the UFC who's an awesome lefty, really good. Um, thank you to Eat Clean Bro for my meals, Nutribile supplements, um, Tim Tam helping me with recovery, Provere also my my PT, um, you know, my chiropractor, Pete Berger. I mean, damn, there's a lot of people, Tiger Gear, Fight Gear. I mean, I have a great support system, so it's great. I mean, people can find me on Instagram, Jimmy Rivera, or Twitter, Jimmy Rivera 135. Or if you're in the city, you want to stop by my school, take a picture, hop in, take class, 34 East 23rd Street, between Madison Park Ave. Always there. So, that as well. And uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. Oh, it's always a pleasure. And, and you got to love that when when, when uh, you, hear, you hear guys like Jimmy open up the gym. You want to you come try out a class, you want to come roll with them. He's 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 more than happy to turn you into a presso if you like. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I tell people all the time, people always I've I've gotten some students on social media like that came into class and loved it and signed up. I just tell people, listen, you come in and try class, it's not a fighting school. Like my adults come in to get in shape and I have some people that have been in situations that they want to defend themselves and my kids are really just, you know, self defense and, and building their discipline, building their confidence. And that's the biggest thing. Like, uh, I'm not like other schools. It's a fight school. Like, I have a lot of students because, you know, Tiger Showman has so many schools because he does it right and we do it right. And we, we pertain to the people and what they need the most. What adults need is fitness and kids to build confidence. Uh, that's one, one part I love about this sport, man. It's, uh, it, it, you know, even though from the out theory or it doesn't really seem like it's it's a can do it environment for that. It it really is it once you get get a chance to get involved and see it. Yeah. So thanks man. I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Jimmy. Best of skill to you, uh you know, uh S- September eighth. Hopefully you get the result you want and uh we'll definitely have you back on here again in the future. Sounds good, thank you. All right, thank you. Good night. All right. Night. 
All right, everyone, that was the final guest. That was Mr. Jimmy Rivera. Another uh, another fun one in the book. Al Jermaine, Ron Sterling, Jimmy Rivera got the uh, got the the UFC band and weight some love here. Got got some uh, some some stuff on their thoughts on what's going on with the division in the sport right now. Good to see uh, Ron Starling's back back in there and competing. Hopefully, uh, he can put some more together and 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 make another run at the UFC. Other than that, uh, you know, again, guys, keep your eyes out on the social media accounts. We will be announcing the uh, the uh, ticket giveaway information once we kind of uh, officially coordinate ev- uh, all the details with uh, uh, MMA Pro Fight League. Other than that, uh, we will be back next Wednesday. And uh, yeah, we'll actually have a then, UFC fight to talk about by then. <laughs> yeah, it's been we so will long. actually have a UFC fight to talk about. It's been yes, it feels like it's been forever, but we need some <laughs> of these. I, you know, people don't realize how often we had to go through these these type of roles when you know you know before the UFC really hit it. it you know, it's uh it's promotional heyday, so to speak. So. You guys are out there whining and moaning about this. We used to go through these type of lulls at least three times a year, so please stop. (laughs) 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 To to, to us old heads who have been around, you know, know, more than like 15 years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, again, big thanks to Al Jermaine, Ron Sterling, Jimmy Rivera. Nicole Bosco, as always, guys, make sure you're following everything that she's doing. Make sure you're paying more attention to her stuff because she's actually getting uh, more content out than I think people mm-hmm. realize. And so make sure you're you're giving her, her Twitter there a, a follow. And, um, you know, again, if you guys are missing the live shows, iTunes, Stitcher, show some love there. And uh, other than that, another fun one in the books. I'm Steve. She's Nicole. This is another episode of K-Side Submissions. Episode 239, or to be exact, you have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Good night, everybody. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of K-Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is a call to all. You know it's like a rocket and I bust it through the door. Break it through the ceiling and I'm opening up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against the wall. Blaze a full fury from a sight unseen. Living on the podcast, it's time three. Throwing up a chump for a breeding frenzy. It's a talking festival of doesn't ever receive. Time to lay the smack down, lay it on your back now. Focus on that moment when you blast it into round town. Competition tries to stay up for the last round. But we still have finished and we soaking up the live crowd. Turn it up loud, and make us all proud Anyone who brought up, yeah, we take them all up in the ground Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud Hey, slice some bitches, gonna hit you like Blow, blow,
Ghost, ghost, even Rachel. 